Hello and welcome to the SDC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name's Ben Scott. I'll be joined by Jason Galea. Thanks for joining us on our way to create 1 million positive outcomes for personal training clients by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by at STC Fit Learning, a page created to upskill and educate PTs and gym nerds. Also brought to you by at STC Fit, and that's a place for all your online and in-person personal training needs. If you enjoyed today's episodes, please give us a share and tag on the Instawebs. You can tag at STC Fit, at STC Fit Learning, at Ben Scott SC, and at Jason Galea PC. Hope you enjoy the show. I had to message you when I got par because I was like, like, my, it's a big my father-in-law wasn't going to care and yeah. the other two boys weren't going to care. No. And I was like dropped and I was like, fist pump yeah. and in my head I was like yes like yeah. I'm so happy yeah. about it I'm like I have to yeah. fucking message Jace because no one here gives a shit yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the whole look at my spreadsheet yeah yeah, yeah I did something good someone yeah. tell me I did good <laughs> my first par yeah. yeah yeah. I still do the same it's like it's still an achievement to your par yeah <laughs> yeah and then I had a look at the scores and I actually would have kept up if it wasn't like, like I said I had an 8 and a 10 mm. and that that screwed me but yep yeah yeah I reckon I'm, I reckon a couple of more weeks. I'm confident I can break 90. I'm pretty yeah. confident. Yeah, yeah, I've been hitting like 94, 93. I think the best I hit was 92 maybe in the last month. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's coming. Yeah, it's almost so, there. Yeah. Yeah, but it's consistently break 90, not like yeah. when we look at goals. So yeah. like, I'm not just going to break it once. once. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I was yeah. talking to a mate yesterday and I was like, I don't know, man. The last six to eight holes, I feel like I just figured out my technique and what I was doing wrong. And he's like, yeah, that's that's like the most common saying in golf. It's like, oh, I figured out my part. I figured out my drive. Yeah. And the next time you yeah. go out, it's fucked again. I was like, Yeah, wait till uh, you get a fucking uh, lesson to okay. get destroyed. Well, yeah. 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 yeah, wait till you actually watch instructional videos. Because mm. like, I'll, it was the same when I was playing with our mate yesterday. Like he was having a great time because he was just hitting the ball and like not really overthinking it. Yeah. And it was good. And then it's just like where the three of us were like, oh, you know, last time I hit this shot, like I fucked it up. Like I've got to stand close to the ball. I've got to lean in yeah. on the front foot more. You know, don't, not a full backswing. Like you start thinking about all that stuff, the better you get. Yeah. But like the thought process is there, but the skill level's not. So yeah. that's where the the inaccuracy is. So yeah. you, you'll get there too, where you're like over, overthink the shots and stuff. And that's when you're in a really frustrating spot because <laughs> you want to do shit that you can't. Yeah. 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 I think yesterday was like, it actually, like club selection mattered. mattered. And like yeah. where I aimed mattered and yeah. like those things is like I'm actually making a fairly consistent contact with the ball. Yep. So now you actually have to plan what's happening, not just hope Smash it goes straight. Smash the fuck out of it and just like hopefully it goes <laughs> yeah. where you want it to. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like all, all my thought process right now is hitting the ball straight and then I started yeah. hitting it straight and I was like, oh, okay, so now I'm playing behind the green every single time. Mm. So that's club selection. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, good. Sandbars are interesting. Yeah. First time playing out of bunkers. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I still haven't mastered it. It's like sometimes I'll get them out. Sometimes I'll smash them on the other side of the green. That was all of mine went over. Yeah. I hit them too hard. But <laughs> fuck, I played, I reckon it was the second time I was hitting out of a bunker and I fucking nailed it. Like, yeah. nice loft, perfect in line, <laughs> like dead in line with the flag. Yeah. On the way through and then the ball just disappeared. And I was like, what the fuck? 
uh, crawled out of the bunker and realised there was another one. Yeah, went in the other one. Yeah. Just dropped it straight into yeah. the next bunker. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, fuck. It's the worst, man. As soon as he goes in the bunker, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Here's at least two, three yeah. shots. <laughs> All right, welcome, guys. Welcome. Uh, so, as promised in the the pre-New Year, is that yeah. good English? <laughs> before, the, before the New Year. We said that we would uh, do a few more relaxed ones. And as you can tell, conversational. So far, pretty relaxed conversational episodes. Um, unfortunately, our planned guest for today has pulled up sick with food poisoning. He thinks, and I'm, we hope it's we're not willing to yeah. bet that Roll it's the not. Dice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't feel like we made enough of a big deal about this studio mm. last week because we had the boys here. Yeah. Let's jump straight in, but pretty happy with how it's come up. Yeah, yeah, especially now that the, the, the lighting situation and stuff, it's very cozy. Yeah. Like, we chatted last week and like an hour and a half, I think it was, it just went so quick. Mm. Yeah, it's a really good, really comfortable spot. Yeah, so... Pulled in the fiance and the in-laws because um, I'm useless. Yeah. I, I said, this is the idea I have. <laughs> Please yeah. make it Someone else do life. it. Because <laughs> I do not have the skills Quiet to... Quiet manual labor. <laughs> Someone else, please help. And, and design skills, two yeah. attributes I do not have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's come up pretty good. The feedback from last episode is the sound is really good. Yeah. Um, because we've fixed the lighting, there should be no like hands coming through the shots anymore <laughs> um, which Tam told me at the start of the episode and I was like oh yeah and then still talked with my hands and watched yeah. the replay and my hand comes out in front of Max's yeah, face yeah. and shit all the time <laughs> um, but that's okay yeah good weekend yeah uh, it was actually it was funny it was a busy weekend but then like when it got to Sunday it got real like kind of itchy feet to get to go do something again yeah so just like out Friday night out Saturday uh, for lunch with like respective friends mm. um, and then yeah Sunday played golf and then yeah got home at like 12 and I was like oh I need to do something wash the car and then I'm yeah. like I need to do something and then I was just like <laughs> I don't know if you guys do it but I just get into this like fucking state of depression when there's nothing and I'm like oh there's nothing to do and I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym I don't want to fucking do something yeah. that's like you know related to exercise or work I'm like I should be able to do other shit yeah and then yeah, I just was like I don't want to watch TV and then, yeah. yeah, so I'm like, all right, fuck, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it's cooked dinner. Sat on the, I sat on the floor playing with the dogs while Steph watched the TV show. Yeah. Like, I didn't pay attention to anything. I was just mucking around with them. And then I'm like, all right, I'm depressed enough to go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully for me, I care about the cricket. It was a very entertaining test yesterday. Yeah, so okay. I, I had the same. I said to, said to Amy in the afternoon, Mark, I really want to go play the sim, but I do not have the brain capacity. And like you're a gamer as well, so it'd be like, yeah, you make that one mistake and you get frustrated, so you make another mistake, and it's just like yeah. it's better not to just just don't turn it off. I drank a monster when I got home from golf, and I played <laughs> I played video games for about three <laughs> hours. <laughs> so you'd expired that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, but it was more like there was no, like it's the biggest time killer, right? Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. was like, oh fuck it, I'm just gonna I need to level up a few guns and stuff yeah. on Call of Duty, so I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started reading heaps, actually. Yeah. I um, made the comment to, to my fiance a month ago. I was like, we should just sell the TV in our bedroom. Just get rid of it. Yeah, we don't have one. Um, and since then, we were like, oh, we'll just leave it. Because like, sometimes if she's working, I'll go in there and watch TV. Yeah. Um, or vice versa, if we've got calls or whatever. Um, but I th- don't think we've turned it on since. Yep. So, yeah. It's good when someone's sick. Well, that's the, it's the only time... Yeah. We were like, because we have like a fucking 
for, for two people, we have like a million TVs in our house. Mm. And there's like one stored in the back room. And I'm like, every time Steph's sick or you know, I'm not feeling well, it's like, yeah. oh, do you want me to go get the TV for you? Yeah. Like, you know, but that's it. Yeah. Other than that, it's like... Special event TV, I think it'll come back on. A couple of months out from Drive to Survive. So oh, yeah. Be ready for that. Yep. So you got, you got like nine days to watch the whole series before first race or something. Yeah. 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 Binge TV at its best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it when they release them like that. Like hanging out, like having to hang for a whole seven days to watch another episode. It's, like, it's the worst. Just release all seven. Yeah. Or eight or whatever We're, it is. we're beyond that now. Yeah, yeah. It should be just like, it's all <laughs> like on demand yeah. TV, right? Especially, with, yeah, like you're paying a subscription. It's like, don't, none of this would yeah. be shit. Just. Yeah. Because you've you got that many TVs uh, shows on the go. You've got a, like a week goes by and it's like, oh, what the fuck happened? Yes, and you forget too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I was watching that show. I forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. done that a few times already. Yeah. Especially yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Where did we, how did we get there? Uh, who knows? That's, <laughs> I think that's the point of these episodes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, reading a lot more. I know you're reading a new book that you've. Yeah. Liking yeah. at the moment. It's funny. I got to- so I got I got two books and I actually took one back and it's funny because a lot of people are like, oh, you'll have to review this book for me. It was kind of like Living with Idiots or something. Yeah, I've got that too. Yeah. Um, but it's like, to my defense, when I opened the book up, I was like, oh, these are the four types of people that generally present these characteristics Yeah. and this is how you deal with them. And I yeah. was like, this is just renamed, been renamed something that I've read in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, look... I'm sure that there's more to more it than that. Yeah. But when I, like, when you're at the bookstore <laughs> yeah. and you're looking for books, you're like, all right, I'm going to get this. And then you look at the front first two pages and I'm like, oh, fuck. No, uh, I've been there, done it. Yeah. So I took yeah. it back yeah. um, and I got this other book. Uh, 44 different ways to, to, to communicate or something like that. Yep. Um, which is really good. Uh, I like it. It's good because it's got like um, application to work, social life, relationships. Yeah. Um, you can kind of get exposed to certain things that happen and in certain situations and yeah. just even just see how people react. Like mm. you can just draw it back to times when you like, we, you, you're like, oh shit, this actually happened or whatever. Yeah. It's funny. Like we were in the pool in Townsville and there's this like distance that people keep based off their circle. Yeah. So you've got like this intimate distance, which is like from zero to... 30 uh, centimeters so it's like or half a meter so it's like me and Steph will always stay within that range most of the time yeah and then it's like your immediate circle after that is like friendship circles like one meter yeah and then strangers is like 1.5 and you could see everyone in the pool like if they knew someone yeah because they would be like like we met these two people and we were all like two meters away from each other yeah like chatting and yeah. like having good conversation, laughing and stuff, but we never got closer than that. Yeah, and I just read that page and I was like, fuck, this actually happens. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool to just work that. Like that's obviously people sitting there like, what do you find that fascinating? But anyway, the rest of the stuff's cool. Just how to work with certain situations, how to understand like why we react a certain way. Like um, another example of a really cool one is like, we, we all just have like a, a social expectancy um, like through everything from day to day life, like mm. I expect you to behave a certain way, and yeah. if I react, it's because you've breached those expectations that I have. Yeah. So yeah, that's like a, that's a huge one in everything. Hundred percent. So it's yeah. like sometimes you know you can get a little bit, you know, a little bit short, a little bit shitty. You can probably mm. say some negative things or even think them about someone um, just because they haven't conformed to how you think that they should act. And like, there's rules, of course. Like, yeah, if you get up and throw that chair at the wall, like. 
yeah that's a breach of social expectation for yeah. most people but it's like there's certain things where you got to like just ask yourself like is that just because like am i reacting this way because they didn't behave the way i wanted them to mm. and it's like if that's the case it's like you know you've yeah. got to kind of work out what's and then um, a, a big one in relationships yeah whether huge. it's personal or like coaching is like ex- um telling the other person about those expectations yeah if you haven't conveyed them yeah and then you're pissed off that they didn't do them it's like well, they, if they didn't know, <laughs> it becomes yeah. a little bit of a challenging thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then, yeah, like other ones, like how to give feedback and just how to understand the dynamic of it. And mm. it goes beyond like just knows bad and yes is good. Yeah. So, like understand how to pack the, how to load the question, how to load the sentence. So, yeah, like yeah. I think anyone who's like works in a team, works with people, is in a position of leadership, is in a relationship, wants to communicate better. Yeah. Like it's good. It's like, a book but it's got like lots of pictures in it so yeah, it's my okay. kind of book it's yeah. got lots of like flow charts <laughs> when they yeah. go to unpack that because it's like 44 concepts that have been taken from other like yeah you know um psychologists and mm. you know people who've like done the research and said like this is a thing yep. so each time you go to unpack one of these concepts it's got like a infographic that's drawn on a whiteboard yeah cool so it's like you can just like look at it visually and then read it and join the two together and go okay so this is how it works yep. so yeah it's a it's a really soft read um yep. but it's quite effective so yeah i recommend that that's what i'm reading at the moment anyway the social behavior stuff's fascinating like peterson talks about it as well like someone walks in the lift and stands the wrong way yeah it's like you're automatically like what the fuck are you doing yeah i try and do that sometimes just to fuck with people yeah like <laughs> depending on who, I'm, who yeah. I'm with though like with a step she's like fuck are you doing I'm like, I'm like shush yeah. trying something here yeah i actually went and saw him live and he was like if someone just like stood facing the wrong way for this whole lecture you would all be like what the hell is this guy doing because we all have this agreement that we're all going to sit and face the stage yeah and we all behave in that manner yeah um and then like you said if if you are to stand the wrong way in the lift or whatever, it's automatically like you're not behaving within the agreed parameters. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Yeah. I just finished, um, it's called The Boy Who Followed His Father to Auschwitz. Right. That sounds like something my wife would enjoy. <sighs> Good Lord. Um, so obviously uh, it made, I think um, Jordan Shallow made, um, what's it called? The uh, Help. We always usually. Anyway, I'll come back. Yeah, we always usually like share the same words, but uh, yeah. this time I'm out, man. Yeah, uh, man, search for meaning. That's right. Victor Frank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that kind of blew up in the coaching space because Jordan talked about it. Yeah. Um, and I've read it. and It was really, really good. But this one's like, so man, search for meaning is more like he's a psychologist communicating his. He he tested his theories while he was in the camps. Yeah. To decide like, well, what is what is the meaning of life basically, and why. Why did some people like voluntarily run over the line so they got shot for suicide? And why do some people live? Why do some people die in the camps? And how all that kind of came together. Yep. Um, so that's him exploring that in, in the book. This is more like a narrative based off... They tell you at the start, so I'm not ruining the story, but they live. <laughs> it's the first chapter of the book, so it's fine. Um, it, it's from post what they said about the experience plus documents inside the camps plus a few other bits and pieces woven into more of a narrative and you follow a whole family and i think um between the three of them they see five or the two of them they see five different camps um but obviously the main thing is like his dad's getting moved from one camp to another and he's super like 
he's managed to learn a trade and he actually got de-jude. So they, they classed him as an Aryan. Oh, wow. So he could have a good job and stuff because he was good. Um, and he actually was like, no, 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 we've come this far. I'm going with my dad, Doshwitz, knowing that when they got yeah, off the bus, they'll probably be dead. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's heavy, but from a perspective standpoint, like looking at our life, it's like, man, super, super powerful to just be like, okay, yeah. this is... Things aren't so bad after yeah, all. Yeah, we're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of books do that. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm really busy. Hmm, that's, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I read uh, James Smith's book as well. Yeah, you've mentioned that a few times, actually. Yeah, which, look, I have I have a conflicting opinion of, of James. I think only because his message isn't for me. Yeah. So, I don't receive it. So, I'm like, yeah, he's just yeah, he's just that guy. Um, the pommy guy with the hat back on, mm. hat backwards and the swears a lot. But, obviously, as coaches, you need to, like, success leaves clues. And we yeah. need to pay attention to someone that's mm. doing that fucking well. Yeah. Like he's got two bestsellers now. He's done two national presenting tours. <clears throat> plus he's online like stuff. It's like, yeah. okay, what what's this guy doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but the main takeaway was just like, he's basically just a hippie that really likes what he does. Yeah. So that allows him to be really focused mm. and, and do a lot of, like execute a lot of work because he just enjoys it. Yeah, and he's okay. found a way to not put pressure on the outcome and just execute the thing because he likes doing it. Yeah, I wonder if that was always the way. Yeah, I I wonder that too. Because obviously there's a lot of freedom that comes with, you know, being successful. Yeah. Like, it's funny. Like, it does and it doesn't. But, like, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like when you when things aren't going well yeah. and you're making content and you're fucking writing this and you're you're slaving away, it's like, I just wonder how if the feeling was the same. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, and we've we've talked about that in the past with other big, huge names that are like, oh, fucking breathwork and meditation are the keys to success. It's like you were a fucking animal for ten oh, years. I know 100%. you were. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me about getting up and yeah. meditating at four a.m. when I know yeah. what you used to be. <laughs> yeah, how you act at the end or like you know two thirds into your journey is probably yeah. not how you acted at the start. Yeah, but he, like his biz, the big thing is like. He'd be just as happy to to work the bar at the local restaurant as yeah. he would be to do what he was doing. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a good read. I think it would be maybe more applicable to us like five, even eight years ago. Yeah. Where we were just like probably gritting our teeth a little too much. And just like, hey, remember that this is fun. Like yeah. <laughs> you're choosing to do this, like yeah, yeah, the rewards aren't there yet, but don't forget to. It's a good reminder. Yeah, when you want something so bad, like I know that's when I got frustrated. Yeah, it was like when you wanted something so bad and it just wasn't working out. You just got pissed off. Yeah, um, and yeah, look, seeing other people do well and you, we're we're all biased, right? Yeah. So it's like our stuff's better than yeah, you know, this person and seeing yeah. other people like thrive and then um, you not. You get frustrated at mm. that. So, yeah, I can see the, a lot of value in... Yeah, and that's where the hate for him comes from. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the more mature we get, we don't look at people like that now. Yeah. It's like, because obviously they don't, they're not working with us. Yeah. We're not their target market. So, yeah. whatever they say is not going to be received by us. But what they're doing is like, yeah, you need to pay attention. Yeah. You know, and a I, lot of people exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's 
that's the sign of maturity is looking at it. And we talk about it like the, the busiest guy in the gym that's like doing shit. Yeah. Biometric workouts with whiteboard, the mums. Whiteboard workouts all day. Yeah, but they're booked. Yeah. And we, we talk about like going in the PT room, bitching about how shit a PT they are. Is not making your business any better? Yeah. So yeah. what are they doing better than you? Because yeah. there's something if they're booked out and you're not. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Success leaves clues is the best statement ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good thing. I think, I think that's one thing that I probably got from that book too, actually, was like, what is, how do you define success? Yeah. Because I think I've been hesitant to say, in the, particularly in the last 12 months when things have kind of picked up for us mm. from, a, from a remuneration standpoint and a recognition standpoint. But what is success? Like, how do you define it? Like, I, my bank account isn't fucking overflowing, mm. but I probably do less hours than I was five years ago and make more. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, what is success? Like, I, I, I'm pretty happy with the way I live and the terms that I live my days by. Yeah. And I have a lot of choice in the things that I do in my day. Yep. Is that success? Well, we unpack that on the drive home. Mm. When, yeah, when exactly. That? And I was, it's like, if you, if you're moving towards your goals and you're making and you, well, this is mine. Mm. Cause again, yeah. it's like you got you, if you're working towards your goals and you look back over a year and you're not doing the same shit. Yeah. It's like, for me, I'm like, that's success to me. Yeah. Because like, that's going to be reflected in freedom, opportunity, money. Yeah. You know, choices, time, all of those things that, you know, I want to have. So it's like, that for me is a gauge of success. Yeah. Where other people just trade time for money and they want to make lots of money then they're going to be successful. But if I look at that and go, okay, well, you make all this money, but you have no time to spend it. Yeah. So it's like, is it? You know, or yeah. you've had no time for relationships or you've got no friends or, yeah. you know, for whatever reason. Can't play golf on Wednesday nights. Yeah, you don't play <laughs> golf three times a week and yeah. go and work out, you know, whenever you want to, do, when you feel like it and those kind of things. So it's a that's a really hard thing to just put a definition on. Mm. It's like, this is success. But I think that like just playing devil's advocate as well, is like we don't want to be in a situation where it's just like, oh, this is the I'm gonna set success at this bar. Yeah. And it's like so fucking low that you're not it's nowhere near like pushing you. Like yeah. it's not pushing your potential and pushing your ability to get uncomfortable and stuff. Because, yeah. you know, I I can see it. Like there's a lot of people out there that they they go, Oh, you know, I'm working towards this goal and, and it's like I'm I feel successful. They feel go um, a bit of gratitude, like achieving it and all this stuff. And it's like, when I look at it, I'm like, you, you're capable of so much more. Mm. So it's like, we just need to be very, very careful with just saying that like success is whatever you deem fit at the same yeah, time. I think it's a values thing, really. Like I, I know people that have a successful life because all they care about is the amount of time that they can spend with their kids, for example. Yeah, yeah that's true. So it's like, if they work a nine to five or a nine to three and they get paid enough that their kids are fed and everything's good and they're happy and they can go on holidays once a year with the kids. They're fucking like box ticked. Yeah. Um, Cause I think from experience having the conversation with my partner when she was building her business, it was like she had this pressure that she had to build a seven figure business. 
Mm. I was like, what What do you want to be doing in five years? It's like, oh, like mum's top priority, not being a serial entrepreneur. So I was like, okay, we'll build a business that works around that. Mm. Oh. And then all of a sudden things took off because it's like, you just have to accept what you actually want to be, not the perception of what other people expect success to be yeah yeah and i think that's probably what the book communicates really well yeah awesome it's like you determine what success looks like for you but part of that success like you said should be in in, uh, again my opinion progress and growth of some form because that's the way i understand it part of the human condition is Mm. a want to do that and most people that don't aren't really happy aren't really fulfilled yeah that's a good way of explaining it, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's, I guess, yeah, how I see it. So, yeah, just like, I guess I felt more successful after reading it than I had prior, which was good. Yep. <laughs> it was a really good book, um, which probably has nothing to do with, you know, fitness, but it's good for entrepreneurship, is um, the Shoe Dog book. Yeah. Like, there are so many similarities to our business Mm. and the course of the business and the behaviors and the decision makings that Phil Phil Knight, Phil Knight, Phil yeah. Knight he made yeah that we have yeah um hey, I just, don't mind being compared to Phil Knight <laughs> there's just that. so many like you know <laughs> sees potential in an opportunity knows he can't do it himself brings someone on mm. gives them incentive to be part of the business you know um pays out every single like everybody else and just takes what he needs mm. not what he wants um, and then event- eventually gets to a position where like it starts to, you know, pay him back, you know, and before that's just like, talk about grit your teeth, you know, like changing, you know, supplies with shoes and, you know, dro- dropping Tiger and going out on his own and yep. the shoes come back and they're terrible quality. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, just all those things like selling them out of his car, at, like um, track meets and stuff. It's like, there's so many, I hate to use the term because I know you don't like it, but there's so many like grit your teeth kind of hustle moments yeah. that you, I can really resent like sorry uh relate to yeah i um, don't on that i don't like the term hustle because people don't do that they yeah. say fucking hustle bro yeah in there, waking up can, at 6 a.m yeah it's because uh, i fucking got up early and sat at my computer desk like fuck off bro that's doing not your morning cardio like, yeah like did you what did you do that was actually hard today like that's yeah. that's my issue with hustle and yeah. like hustle comes from originally from like hip-hop culture which was like hustle in the corner which is like Working yeah. sun up, Dangerous. sun down. Yeah. Yeah. You could fucking die at any moment. Like that's yeah. hustling, man. Not yeah, like it's just when the stakes are high. Yeah. You just get to work. Yeah. No I, matter what the risk is. I typed a document today. It's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess there, there's so many things in that book where I was like, this would have been so uncomfortable to do mm. and terrifying. Um, and yeah, it's just like we've been in those situations yeah. where it's been like fucking terrifying yeah. to do something stand up in front of people, deliver something that we don't even know anything about. Yeah. You know, just situations where we've like really stuck our neck out, um, put ourselves on the line, those kind of things. So it's just like, it was good to, and obviously, you know, things fuck up too. So it's like, okay, so this is just business. Yeah. Like this is just what happens. Yeah. It's not a, like those businesses that become successful are the ones that are like, you know, just they're digging for gold and they don't stop mm. because they find it, yeah. you know. And that's a really good lesson for, Anyone trying to do anything, mm. you know, a mate of mine was trying to find his tea on Sunday and he's like on the floor and he was just looking and looking and he's like, nah, fuck it. And then there's three steps in front of him. Yeah. And I'm like, without being a fucking loser, yeah, 
that is in my head i was like that's the best example yeah of, of a lesson of life yeah you know and especially in business man like so many people get frustrated so many coaches and pts out there to just get frustrated and just stop mm. and it's like read books of other people's success mm. who are you know obviously you respect and are telling the truth it's like happens everywhere yeah yeah so i thought that was a really good book and yeah. it's about shoes so yeah yeah can't be mad at nike yeah um well, I guess you can bet from some well, stuff. But <laughs> let's not go into like how they obviously run their businesses now yeah. just from a social responsibility yeah. perspective. But yeah. yeah, like making a multi-billion dollar, you know, empire, yeah, empire probably yeah. leading the line in terms of shoes. It's like, yeah, it all came from a dude's garage. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've just started um, 48 Laws of Power with Robert Greene, um, which is, it's known as the Narcissist's Guide to Life. That's what people refer to the book as because the rules are very like one of them is um, don't trust, don't trust your friends, learn to leverage your enemies. Like that's one of the rules. Mm -hmm. And then like a lot of them are fucking super aggressive. Um, Learn how to set up smoke screens and like uh, like good ones, like guard your reputation with everything and a few other bits and pieces. But like when you actually read it in application, you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just it's written really well to get your attention. Mm. Um but it, it's I sent it to you guys in terms of like in the NFT space. It's it's super everything I've read because I'm looking through that lens anyway at the moment. It's yeah. directly correlated but business in general just like not um over announcing yourself and over talking or yeah. not saying too much. Like even little stuff like one of the rules is like don't don't give away your full hand pretty much like don't speak everything that you're trying to do yeah in a consult sometimes like shutting the fuck up Mm. is your best option yeah like we say after the price first one to talk loses yeah so it's like that's one of the rules in there is learning how to control that kind of situation when you're in it so it's really interesting there's a there's something it's there's a name a concept in the book that i've just mentioned before that 44 different ways to communicate and it goes into that it's like there's an optimum amount of words that you can speak. Mm. And once you go beyond that, whoever you're speaking to, you're actually getting a diminishing return on the words yeah. and the information you're providing. Yeah. So for us, it's like, you know, just taking that to business and everything. It's like, you just, as a coach, know your shit enough to talk the least amount, yeah. ask enough questions for that person to talk more than you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just getting that balance right. Every time you go into conversation or whatever, even in our meetings, it's like, how can I get the most effective words out of my mouth to say the least? Yeah. Because it's time as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a powerful skill. Get the skill. biggest outcome. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, alongside that, I'm reading Harry Potter from the first Sweet. book. <laughs> I saw you got the set. I bought yeah. Steph the set yeah. like, as a present and she fucking guessed it what it was. Ah, oh, jerk. Yeah. Sometimes I let her unpack, like ask questions. Yeah. And all she asked was like, is it multicolored? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you got me the Harry Potter set. And I was like, how the fuck did you guess that? She's super, super good at that kind of shit, man. So this time I've got like this really cool present that I'm going to get her for her birthday. I can't announce it on here because she might find it. Yeah. Um, but she was like, oh, can I ask questions? I said, you're not asking a single question nah, this time. Because you ask one question, you'll get it. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I couldn't believe how... Because I had read the first ones in my primary school. I couldn't remember what it was like to read because obviously like the yeah. first movie is pretty kiddish yeah like the first a, two i reckon yeah. yeah so the book's written the same yeah so 
uh, I assume someone else can tell me because my my number four got stolen in year seven and I never went back to them because I was just salty. Uh, <laughs> but I think they evolve in the way they're written as well. Yeah, I only watched Harry Potter in the last lockdown, and That's I watched hilarious. Yeah, man. I watched them all in a week. Yeah, I never used to watch. I don't know. I had this like perception that it was just like. Yeah, a, a fucking kid kids show, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's like you know wizards and shit. So yeah. I was like, I'm oh, fucking, I'm not watching this. Yeah. Like, you know, that was just not the stuff I was interested. In. Even Lord of the Rings, I didn't watch that till I met Steph, and I was like, I don't think I've watched them all the way through. Yeah, well, they're they're unreal. Yeah, like right. so good. Um, so yeah, I only just watched all of them. I watched them in a week. Here I am, like you haven't watched Harry Potter, bro, and I haven't watched Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've watched all the Lord of the Rings, all of the Hobbits. Like, yeah. 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 Apparently, you got to watch The Hobbit first and then now, like if yeah, you were to watch yeah. it. But and I haven't yeah. done Star Wars either. Yes. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. So I got back into Harry Potter. Um, interesting because I know you read the first Jordan Peterson, some of the first Jordan mm. Peterson book, couldn't really get into it. And I know a lot of people struggled with it because of the religious, yeah, perceived religious elements because he just used those stories as a way to communicate what he was talking about in the new one he uses harry potter oh yeah right. heaps um so a smart thing to do yeah pick was, the book that so many people have read yeah especially your our audience, age your audience yeah. yeah fuck yeah yeah so like his target is like particularly young men but younger people in general mm. like under 40 sort of thing um so yeah it was it, it worked like <laughs> i went and bought the harry potter books now i yep. watch them totally different yeah um well we just got a delivery um, so I saw you announced your training goals yesterday, maybe? Yeah, I did my actual goals properly last week. Yeah. So it was like, you know, personal training, which are kind of personal and, and business. business. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So what's on the menu? Uh, so I want to get back down to like 10% body fat, maybe. Just around there, ten, twelve, kind of feel the best around there. Yeah. Um. So I've kind of just gone with the, um, or just taken out the whole weight thing now. Yeah. Um. Just because I, I've tried, I did it. Yeah. Pushed the weight, put some size on. Felt like didn't shit. really like, <laughs> didn't really like life at that weight. Um. So yeah, and then I was like, oh, where, where's the best that I felt? It's like ten, twelve percent. What's realistic? Eighty-eight to ninety. Mm-hmm. one ish kilos in terms of body weight so th- that's just like i need to hit that by the end of the year so yeah. rather than like putting a ridiculous time frame on it i just don't want to do that so that's good for me um i want to hack squat uh six plates aside for 10 reps yeah so that's gonna i thought what's, what's, a, your, what's your best now uh i i did five for 12 um but that was like with my spd sleeves on and you know like with the with the, like i like reverse banding anyway so i like i'll argue with anyone over it like you know it's like it's shooting it's like you know my knees feel like they're gonna explode at the bottom yeah. so i wouldn't mind something a little bit more even in terms of resistance profile um but i just thought like what's um something that i can like i do on a regular basis that i can progress over time Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, uh, that's 625 kilo weights too, not 620s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I've done five twenties mm-hmm. for 10 to 12. I think maybe 12 I got just before Christmas. So, so yeah, just thought like, I've never had a, like, I need to do this mm. kind of goal and training. So it's yep. just like how big you are and whatever. So yeah. I thought 
if I can add that in, um, keeps continuity. We'll slowly get him into powerlifting. <laughs> yeah, as long as he can fucking get under a squat, a uh, hack squat, a hack squat fucking, and do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that I put that in because yeah, I thought that would like really helped with um the programming as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then break sub ninety uh in golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not all about getting massive and shredded. Um. So I thought yeah, like sub ninety. You know, you hit eighties and stuff like you considered a decent golfer. That's like you know a bogey every second hole, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's they're the main ones. I think that helps with like the overall training. Like it putting that little golf goal in there. It's like I still have to be able to move. Still yeah. Have to be able to walk eighteen holes. I still have to be able to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Get into that body fat or whatever. It's not necessarily about getting as big as you fucking can and just not being able to human. Yeah, and um, I need a secondary goal that's not that anymore. Mm. Like, I'm a little bit burnt out in just yeah. talking about that, just going to the gym. It's yeah. like going to the gym now almost feels like a sport. Yeah. Um, I need something that's not, it's disconnected from my job yeah. and it's disconnected from expectation mm. as well. Like, there's still a degree of expectation that we're in shape. Yeah. You know, I don't think yeah, that leaves, yeah, yeah. I don't think that leaves you as a coach and as a leader. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, people just make decisions. There's that like authority thing, right? It's like mm. you're a trainer, you're a success- successful trainer that t- teaches coaches how to be whatever. And it's like, you don't look like you fucking work out. It's like yep. people still think that way. So there's a little bit of an expectation there. So when you go into the gym, it's kind of like, feels like a job sometimes, mm. um, still. So yeah, golf, just, you know, phone in the bag, yeah. smartwatch on earbuds in. Yeah. If we're not playing with friends. Um, and then, yeah, that, that feels like fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. The- the ability to not touch your phone for two to three hours is fucking mad. Yeah. That's my favorite thing about it. Yep. Just being outside for that period of time and the time slot that I can choose. Yeah. It's like I used to obviously play cricket or footy or whatever, even go-kart racing and stuff. And it was like, it was awesome, but I had to be in a certain place at a certain time and do a certain thing. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, no, I want to play Wednesday. Oh, I don't yeah. want to play this Wednesday. Like, you know what I mean? It's, mm. I like the, the flexibility of it, but it's still that outdoor away from mm. tech yeah kind of thing like i was the same as you yesterday like amy was like you're gonna be fucked like you know i don't want to do anything after you play golf in the morning I said, but i was like oh, what are we doing like yeah let's go somewhere this afternoon it's mm. just yeah it's so refreshing yeah 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 and like i think sometimes when i train i'm figuring stuff out for my clients and i'm yeah. figuring things out for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I think about all these concepts and principles and methods and you listen to a podcast and you watch this on YouTube and you read this on Instagram and you're like trying to figure it out. Mm. So it feels like it's not fun. Yeah, it's a work element to yeah, it. It's, yeah, I'm trying to piece together things to make sense of it and then yeah. I'm going to explain it to someone else or I'm going to use it and assess it. And yeah. you know, there's a lot of trial and error that's going on at the moment to figure things out again. Mm just because I'm challenging myself to figure things out again. Yeah. You know, like I think once you get comfortable with like, I've, fi- I've figured training out yeah, and I've figured out how to get strong and how to get massive. Like I think once you do that, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm trying to figure things out again. And yeah, like it's just not, I can tell my training's probably suffering a little bit from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but setting these goals is good because I didn't set many goals last year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I just needed something that just had nothing to do with the yeah. fitness industry. Yeah. You know, even though it's a hobby, it's yeah. like kind of yeah. still feels like work sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Good segue. Um, we've got a lot on. 
We've got last count three massive projects, mm. like three projects that we would normally only have one at that scale. Yeah, only <laughs> three. Counting them, I might. I feel like there's more. Anyway, I've got. Oh, maybe four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're well. There's four. You're leading one. I'm leading the other. Yeah. So there's a little yeah. bit of overlap, but but yeah. yeah. We're still doing it. <laughs> Even though one person is leading, the other person's involved. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, how are you feeling about it? How are you handling it? And mm. then if, if like, for other people, because these, honestly, for, for the guys listening, we're not going to talk about what they are because rule number whatever from 48 Laws of Power don't is talk. don't give everything away. Mm. Um, how are you... That, but they are the size of a project that we would normally have running. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Um. How how am I managing it, or how do I feel about it? Let's go with how you mentally. Yeah, mentally, and then we'll go with like strategies of. Yeah. So I guess start of the year mentally, I'm quite excited about it. Because if um, you feel like shit, we won't go into the strategies because it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> mentally, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, obviously, like it's always good to go into a year and think about the things that are about to be achieved. Like I, again, it's that sign of growth. Like you look back on the year, you want to be able to have gone, oh, we've achieved this and, you know, I'm not in the same spot now as I was 12 months ago. Um, that's a powerful thing for me. And I think if you're an entrepreneur and a business owner, um, let alone a person, mm. you want to be in that position. So, yeah, like that, it's good. Um, you know, I'm obviously terrified um, to a degree as well. Yeah. Um, just, you know, a lot of the unknown and uh, there's, there's things that I don't really know much about and, you know, we've got to take lead and, um, you know, responsibility falls back on on yourself in some instances. So you know, there's that pressure to, to deliver, mm. um, which is always going to be there. So yeah, like that's there's always those expectations and those those conversations you have with yourself. But like you know, I think weighing up like the cost to benefit, um, the benefits outweigh the costs, and if the excitement's there, mm. we always talk about that. Um, you know, good things should terrify the shit out of you, but excite you at the same time. Yeah. And that's definitely what's happening. So yeah, like I, I think that's probably where I sit with most of it. Yeah. And yeah, we've put a lot of legwork into uh, some things to get to this point. So actually, no, let me rephrase that. We've put everything hmm. into getting to this point. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of frustration and a lot of good times, but a lot of bad ones. Um, so yeah, to to be in a position for us to be able to, even think about these things i'm uh grateful for like yeah. you know not lucky but i'm fortunate that we can be in a position and go all right let's take all this stuff on yeah it's i think that's how i see it as well it's like this is 10 years of give me a shot yeah to now there's your shot are you gonna take it mm. that that's i think how i i sort of see it at the moment yeah it's the best um, way to look at it which is, yeah, like you said, it's fucking terrifying because, like, yeah. if I fuck this up. But I'm also, I've also never been more confident that in the projects themselves. Yeah, like yeah. Like, every, every other course we've ever launched, I've been like, fuck, I hope this goes well. Yeah. And every other, like, big project is like, I hope this works. This could be a thing. This could. Whereas these new ones, it's just like, right, we're doing this. Yeah, I don't have much fear of it not working anymore, especially yeah. after standout PT. Yeah. It's like that was the 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 first time from start to finish I was like this is going to be a thing. Yeah. 
and that because we looked at that course through this lens and we have in this this mindset that we have now that we mm. developed over a long period of time yeah and because every other decision that we make is based off that same thought process yeah i've got a huge confidence in it i think it's just deliver deliverables on, mm. a, on a regular basis i think yeah. that's the thing that kind of gets can get a bit much and then balancing yeah. out just bit you know your social life and you know run, not running yourself into the ground and stuff i think they're the things that you know yeah. kind of i i start to think about i'm like well we've got a lot going on like yeah. something's got to give yeah you know but yeah yeah that's it yeah i think the one element for me is like obviously we talked a lot about like the personal brand side of things i think that's the one for me that i'm like Phew. oh yeah sitting in getting in a hole having a heap of caffeine yeah or modafinil and just getting a job done uh, yeah. I'm pretty conditioned to that but this this step of like right we have to go out into the world now yeah and present ourselves and because I I've always been I battle with this idea of like Amy gives me shit all the time like we had that couple recognize us when we we're out for dinner the other week yeah she's just fucking giving it to me like oh you're famous you're so famous and like fuck that that word just makes me like whoa that's not the intent yeah. of what I do yeah um so it's like to be an authority you have to create a level of notoriety or, or whatever mm. word you want to use because I don't want to use famous yeah um, but you have to be known for that to work yeah so it's yeah. yeah I think that's the one for me that is the most overwhelming yeah I th- when you look at it in terms of a like a for a poor word to describe it a task mm. it's like that one's the Out- one outcome yeah. yeah that that's probably the thing that I'm gonna be the weakest at right now yeah 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 it's like I don't document my life. I don't really document my thoughts. This is probably as far as people get when they, to get to know me. Yeah. And every now and then I'll be like chuck up some stuff on Instagram about my life and stuff. So people work out. I'm not just like this, you know, intimidating meathead. Um, he's just big and jacked sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like just getting your thoughts and thoughts about things, yeah. you know, um, and what you're doing and, you know, uh, at a personal level. It's like that's the thing I've definitely struggled with. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you have you? just keep on keeping on or have you had a look at your applications and practical strategies to attack the workload uh all together but for everything um i think it's just knowing where you're spending your time like even that's funny i'll just think about this in the shower (laughs) before we got here (laughs) because people think like when you run your own business you and you all you work from home like you're always home Mm. so you've got all this shit that you can do yeah you know it's like oh yeah cool go pick this up you know yeah i'll get this delivered what you you know you can do this this and that and it's like working from home is a is a pitfall because you should be working mm. and you can easily not yeah and there's a lot of time that gets wasted 10 minutes here 15 minutes there yeah you know etc even having i was even thinking about it from like a double screen on your computer perspective it's like is having two screens actually that productive because yeah. it's like i can just have this stuff in here because i want it to and it draws my attention to that and i'm doing this it's mm-hmm. like wouldn't you just be better off doing this yeah and closing that screen so basically what i'm trying to say is like wasting time is something that i'm very conscious of now yeah and i need to be even more conscious of it as the deadlines get closer because you have to spend that time and get that return really well 
Yeah. Even to the point where like, you know, at the start of the podcast talking about like killing three hours to play video games, but it's like, that's a day that I don't work. Yeah. It's like, that's the no work day. Yeah. And I, I, it's interesting because I also think the inverse is true. Like it, In, you have this perception of like, oh, you're an online coach and you, you never work. And it's like, I'm always at work. In my head, mm. I'm always at work. Yep. Like, then that's why like golf is such a valuable thing. And Disconnect. so far, we've done a really great job that we're on the course. We don't talk about work. Yeah. Because um, we're too shit to talk about anything else. Yeah. Like the shot we're about <laughs> to golf. play. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like yesterday, we went out for lunch and we walked past the, the restaurant. There was a rug store next door. I was like, that doesn't mean anything to anyone else. But I was like, we need a rug for the podcast year. Yep. So that was half an hour, 40 minutes. Mm. Dealing with that, messaging the boys, hey, can you measure this? It's like, yep. you never, I don't just turn my computer off and leave the office. Yeah. That doesn't fucking happen. And then it's like, you wake up, like I, I've got myself something I did last year that I think improved my mental well-being exponentially was I do not open my notifications on my phone until I get to the kitchen. So I get mm. up, shower, get dressed, do all that shit, go out, make my coffee, then I check my phone. Yeah. Versus opening up and looking at notifications first thing. And, and it's like, fuck. Yeah. Because you could open anything. Yeah. Get exposed to anything at the start of the yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's that's one thing, but man, oh, for years I always did and I always had notifications. There was always something there. Yeah. So, and I know we've checked in the past, it's like two, 250 notifications a day coming yeah. through your phone. It's like, they don't happen nine to five. Nah. Um, and, and I'm moving forwards with the, it's not even a workload thing. It's just the, the overall grandness of the product, the, the projects that we have. Mm. I think I'm so excited about them yeah. that I have to put the brakes on. Yeah, okay. It's like I got up Saturday and was writing and then I was like, mm. okay, okay, I've got to get deep into Twitter. I've got to figure this thing out. I've got to yeah. look at this. got to look at that. And then I was sort of like, you need to stop and go the fuck outside. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely think you need parameters. Like there's been a couple of times where I've like, like I asked Mark or something at 7 p.m. and then I apologized because I was like, this isn't the time. Mm. Yeah, and even when you were typing shit, I'm like, yeah, I can't get to this now i'm out for lunch with friends yeah we actually shouldn't be having this conversation so i think yeah. we did getting about like us establishing boundaries is an important thing yeah. as things get busier but like i'm not going to discourage if you want to put the time in to start to unpack things yourself mm. do it because that's the time when you're on yeah and that's that's the thing if, you, if you're there take advantage of fucking it. go yeah man <laughs> yeah but it's like maybe just being in a situation where you're just like well i'm on so i can't expect other people, other people to be too, yeah. on this level so it's like i just want to do everything i can and document the things that i'm doing yeah. and the things i want to talk about yeah i think we just get have to get really good at that because i'm already open to the fact that like i'll have to turn my laptop on it's on saturday morning and mm. i'll probably have to be on the laptop till 4 p.m on a friday you know this like when things are quiet we'll call it mm. lifestyle is pretty good for us yeah you know when we look at a normal week yeah so it's like i've there's been enough lows now mm for us to turn the dials up and for us to do a little bit extra. Yeah. You know, there's gaps in the day that I can get this done. Mm -hmm. I'll, you know, jump off the laptop an hour later every night. It's like this, I'm, I'm prepared to do those things. Yeah. Um, because we obviously have gotten into a position to have this lifestyle 
and just go through the ebbs and flows of business because it's yeah. not 100% go all the time. But there are times when there's like three to four months where everything is just go, go, go. Um, and then we're obviously very receptive to taking the foot off the gas for mm. a bit yeah. because that's how, you know, balance is actually applied. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we just have a period where we're just like consolidating and then we go again, you yeah. know. I've been playing with this analogy um, about, you. like, I think you used to talk about it a lot, the spinning plates thing of how like spinning plates can be fine and it can be a fucking nightmare. Mm. And I think the difference between it being good and the difference between it being a nightmare is the weight of the plate. And if you determine the mass of the plate via your fulfillment, passion, return on that plate, that will then determine how much it weighs. So the more important it is to you, the more it weighs. If you have a heap of flimsy, light paper plates, they're fucking hard to keep spinning. Yeah. And you're watching that thing all the time. So if there's something that you've got to do in your day-to-day, you're like, I fucking hate this. Got that fucking thing to do. You're always looking at it. It's like, fuck, this fucking spinning plates is doing my head in. But then you've got big, heavy plates that like almost wear a groove and they just fucking spin. Yeah. It's so easy. Yep. So I think making sure that you find ways to get rid of those paper plates as much as possible. Yeah. Just spin the big ones. The only catch being, and that's where where we stand right now, is we have four big ass plates. Yeah. That we've got to get spinning and getting them getting them started is hard. Yeah. Because they take a lot of force. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that analogy. Yeah, look, I guess there's a little bit of unknown as well, you know? Like, we'll just have to see what happens. Mm. Like, I mean, we'll probably at some point start to prioritize which one's which. And yeah. it'll be probably based off the traction, yeah. you know, um, or our ability to deliver. Because mm. um, like everything, it's a hypothetical starting point and there's a plan and then you got to go out and do it and see what happens. So, yeah, we'll just um, see how it goes, Yeah, you know? So, we had that question during the week about like outsourcing stuff in standout. Yep. And I think that's where my mind goes with the plate thing. It's like a lot of people don't like, I'm bad at it. You don't necessarily enjoy it. The creative side. Yeah. So it's, and the design side. So it's like, we have 10. Yep. Um, I'm really, really poor at spelling and grammar. So I'm going to go get someone who proofreads my work from now on because you guys are all too busy to do it. Yep. So I go find that person and that plate fucking stresses me out because I know that there's going to be mistakes in there and I can't see it. Yeah. So then for for someone who's newer, who's maybe not dealing with the level of projects that we're talking about, it's just like getting your content every week, getting your, your blogs or your YouTube videos and your Instagram content, coaching your clients, dealing with mm-hmm. admin. Like it, it's actually a lot. It, yeah. Like when, you, when you're new to it, it's actually a lot to handle because those plates don't have the momentum that you need yet. Yeah. So where, where are you using up most of your emotional energy and stealing your focus from that's not giving you fulfillment, time or monetary reward? And then can you start to replace them? Yeah. Is that a question or is that just you're saying that out loud? I'm uh, so just like, thinking it out yeah, loud. So not I don't really know what they, the yeah. answer is to that yeah, now, like, now, but yeah. Would you you would agree for for guys that are like <laughs> starting to fill their book? Yeah, you want to keep pursuing that. It's like mm. 
go and find someone else to do it. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself into a position where you can get people on board to give you bandwidth mm. and time and resources to do other things that are going to serve you better. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like a lot of people, I think where a lot of people fall short is they don't realize that businesses do invest in their own businesses in multiple ways. Mm. Um, and when you're like your own, uh, you know, like you're the CEO, you're the ops manager, you're the <laughs> director of finances or whatever you yeah. want to call them, all of these positions, it's like you need to at some point start to outsource those, especially as you get busier and yeah. have more clients and more problems and, and those kind of things. You know, a lot of people just want to keep the, the finances within the business, mm. you know, because that's what we get taught. But it's like there's there's something to making money to spend it to improve things to make more and ma or even just make it more efficient in the future yeah. to make it back somewhere else yeah we've met so many trainers too that are in the opposite position to that it's like they've they've let their business get too overwhelming mm. and now it, the thought of like well if i have to organize something to teach somebody else to do this i don't have time yeah so i'll just do it or it's quicker yeah. for me to do it it's like it, it is today yeah, that's but it. But is it in three months? Yeah. Yeah, or it is today, but do you want to do that tomorrow and the day after and yeah. every day for the forever? forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. I, I think that separates like real long-term career stuff versus having a job in fitness long-term is your willingness yeah. to take a step back maybe financially to invest in something like that to allow you to take two forwards. Yeah, yeah. If you're not looking at things from a, a zoomed out perspective, like, yeah, you've got a job. Mm. Really. Yeah. You know, you're just looking at it from day to day, week to week. Yeah. You know, that's usually the mindset of a job. It's like it's start, it's finish. Mm. Don't really think about it long term. I just think acutely about it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't know how much growth someone's getting with that mindset. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's why it's so important to do those longer-term goals. Yeah. And that's the big, biggest obstacle, honestly, out of every unit that we have in Standout PT. Yeah. The biggest obstacle is the three- and five-year goals in week two. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like. Life's going to be like then. So yeah. That, it's true. Yeah. It is. It's definitely true, but it's like you still should have a rough idea of what you're working towards. Yeah, you have to aim at something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People don't want to aim, though. Yeah, it was actually, um, speaking of Jordan earlier, he's got a good clip that's doing the rounds on uh, Instagram at the moment. It's like, if you don't know what to do, just do something. Yeah. And if you get halfway down that road and you realize you're on the wrong wo road, at least what you can see looks different. Yeah. You're in a different spot to see different. So then you I can like choose it. something else. Mm. So it's like, and I look at, I think when I posted it, it was like how I ended up in fitness. Like I decided when I was nine, I was going to work on race cars. That's all I wanted to do. Every subject I selected at school, everything. Like I didn't do, I didn't even do PE after it was non-compulsory. Mm. Went to uni and was like, well, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got so far down that road and then went, ah, oh, fuck, okay. Now I need to look around and see what's going on. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, we're broke. There's a job at the gym. I'll take that. Yeah. That ended up in sales. And I went down that road and I was like, yeah, this is fun, but it's not, I'm good at it, but it's not really that fulfilling. Mm. That PT thing that Jason's doing looks pretty good. 
let's go down that road. Going fishing every Friday was great. (laughs) (laughs) So then it was like, okay, so I ended up on that just because Mm. I would have never moved to Melbourne if I didn't want to go to university. Yeah. I'd still be working the super team in Shep. Well, everything looks the same, right? That's right. Yeah. So it's like if you don't if you don't take a step down another ro- down that road to commit to something, even if it's wrong, mm-hmm. you don't put yourself in a position to see something else. Yeah, that that's why I think it's so powerful to like get amongst communities like we have in the coaches collective and stuff, is because we are obviously a little bit further down the road, and we've got this view of what things look like for us, mm-hmm. and we can in a kind of a roundaboutish way communicate what we see to these people yeah because like they don't know what the standard's like yeah you know, like we didn't know what the standard was like to run a business no book on running a business as yeah. much as people want to think say there is there isn't yeah it's like you run a business and it's like you know good luck to you there's yeah. fundamentals but that's pretty much it yeah so it was only until we got like amongst other people that have their standard of running a business that we were like oh shit like mm this isn't what we're doing, yeah. you know, and things really started to change. And that was really like one of those, you know, like it's probably like a chapter in our book, you know, yeah. that we're writing from day to day, not the real book, but philosophically <laughs> um, on like, you know, it was like a, a big moment for us. Mm. So when you have a circle that's so small or non-existent, you don't really know what more is or yeah. what this next path is or what this next step is. And, it's really valuable for other people to connect with other people on that same mission because then you can see. Yeah. Like there's been so many light bulb moments for the students where they're just like, that can happen. It's like, yeah. Mm. Like, of course it can. Yeah. You know, we're doing it or we know this person that's done it or et cetera. Um, so that you can, that that's almost like that push in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen it so many times in so many different aspects. And I think people see it, but they haven't even taken notice of it. It's mm. like you go train at, your local snap fitness maybe you're the biggest guy there yeah then you go to the health club all of a sudden ah, i'm not quite the biggest guy here i'll I'll train my ass off and then you become the biggest guy there and then you go to the bodybuilding gym and you're like oh fuck yeah i'm not the biggest guy Nah. and i've done that with powerlifting changed chased other people mm. in gyms three times and then you do a deadlift session with anthony cruiser and you're like i am not strong comparatively to all my friends i'm really strong comparatively to will crozier and anthony cruisner i was like no yeah like so putting yourself in that that sort of environment i did it financially as well as like there's a a, again on instagram kicking around the moments like um i thought making a hundred thousand dollars a year was a lot of money until i started hanging out with people that made a million Mm. now a hundred thousand looks like nothing yeah i experienced that with like one of my mentors was just like Oh, okay. People live like this, and you're not like a, a crazy fucking either a jerk or selfish yeah. or yeah, yeah, like vain or yeah, yeah. We were overseas for a month. Like you weren't a slave to your desk either, and you're incredibly wealthy. And we had the conversations with him. He's like, oh no, no, no. Like everyone else is flying choppers while we're driving there. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah, okay. So there's another, another level. fucking level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I think, yeah, everyone's probably experienced it where they've yeah. gotten good at something to a, a level of success, whether it's in their friendship group, their training, their whatever, and then gone into another room and just gone, whoa. Yeah. Okay. There's there's a lot more to this than I realized. Yeah. And the challenge for people is to seek it out. I think if you want to be, 
you know, yeah. if you want to be your version of successful, like you yeah. got to seek out those standards to see where you sit. Mm. And I think that's a big part of not just standout PT, but the whole, the new SGC fit district, like creating that environment where you have a group forum that people can come to. Because I know like we trained together. It was like in our gym, no one was training like us or pursuing things like us. No one was working like us or pursuing things like us. And we didn't have access at that time to big names or anything like that around the place. So you kind of felt like you existed in this bubble and no one else understands and no one else gets it and my mates don't do it and blah, blah, blah. So for us, it's like, this is the thing that we wanted then. There's so much of that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... I don't know if it's a thing of coaching, but like... uh, in general, if you can create a pro- a product that you wanted, like be the PT that you wanted when you were at the stage of your clients, if you've been there before, I think that's really valuable. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a good lens to look through in some, in some instances. Mm. Yeah, not all the time. No. Nah. Yeah. Sweet. I think that's an hour. Yeah. We'll wrap it up. Cool. That was fun. Jeez, we went places then. It's crazy. It's <laughs> like so sat down in this chair, like fuck. What are we gonna talk about? And then we just talked about so much. I put down like five things, and we got to the second one. No way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, well, that's cool. So that's good. So but that means we'll really be able good to organic this. conversation. Yeah. 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 So moving forwards, guys. Obviously, uh, we've got guests and stuff coming soon. But next time we do do something this like this, a give us feedback on this one. Let us know what you think. Mm. Um, and then b suggestions of topics that we can unpack spin yeah. off from um that are less specific yeah i guess make it a little bit more relaxed and get us to know get to know us a little bit more because hashtag personal brand that we're hey. both terrified of <laughs> well, now they know now they'll help us out with some topics yeah definitely um speaking of so the coaches collective has officially been launched so if you go to stcfitlearning.com Go to education, you'll find the Coaches Collective in there. Mm. So it's a combination of uh, the $1,000 week program, standout PT program, and our brand new 1% program. That's the one that all these guests that are coming on are guest presenting in, uh, which is obviously going to the next step beyond standout PT to become one of the top 1% in the industry. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about becoming a specialist, um, a lot heavier focus on technical abilities because yep. you've built that foundation through standout and the the beauty of the coaches collective is you can come in and maybe all your clients aren't even on direct debit yet yeah but you're a really good coach so we can fix that yep and then we can make you an even better coach and we can develop your business all simultaneously at the same time and we'll give you a roadmap as to how to navigate that and where to go to to get on top of it and improve all aspects so you can fast track yourself to that one percent uh, I, I think is the main thing. So yeah, stcfitlearning.com for that. Um, now, I've also been made aware that Spotify has like a rating system. So if you could, if you're listening to this, because um, we always ask you to screenshot and you don't, you jerks. <laughs> <laughs> if you could at least just go to the rating and just give us a five star on Spotify, um, that Please. would be amazing. It'll allow us obviously to get a little bit more, more reach, reach, which would be great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you in advance for doing that. Um, I'm at Ben Scott STC on Twitter and Instagram. Jason's at Jason Galea underscore STC fit on Instagram. Your yep. Twitter is uh, Jason Galea eighty eight. 
I think. So I got to change that, but yeah, <laughs> just we'll, we'll very simple, straightforward. <laughs> yeah, name and yeah. year of birth. Made thing before Twitter was thing. Yeah, <laughs> made it to just use uh, the snaps. You know, like the screenshots to yeah. post on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, so it's like need to go back now and actually, <laughs> actually use it use properly. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, they've got... The, you don't have the feature to share the Instagram story. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't have it yet. It's not mad. important enough. Yeah. Personal brand's too low. <laughs> <laughs> um, at Tam Vibes underscore, mm-hmm. if for all your media stuff, um, Tam just posts pretty pictures and more shorts of us from behind the scenes usually. Oh, is it? Uh, is it not? That's not on Instagram? Oh, no, you don't need, the, they don't need vibes, the underscore. No underscore. If you type Tam Vibes, he'll come up. <laughs> <laughs> alright guys okay. we're out Thanks. we'll see you next time bye. see you guys bye